You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. There we go. Hallelujah. Well, beloved, beloved, welcome. Welcome once again. Hallelujah to Women of Grace, a voice in the wilderness. And uh, I'm Sister Grace, and we have been uh, studying out of the book of Romans, hallelujah, and out of our online Bible college studies. It's an original college that you get credit for, hallelujah, for your studies in biblical truth. And uh, we're on Lesson 17 and and, uh, Chapter 8 of Romans. So let us go into prayer. Hallelujah. I want to get right into it. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your your truth. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, that you are meeting with us this morning, Father. We come to seek your face. And we're sitting down at your feet, Lord God, ready to learn from you, O Lord. Father, we ask that you illuminate our hearts and our minds to truth. Father, that we may not be deceived by the things of this world O lord but father we seek your truth and we ask that you impart that truth into our hearts and that father our walk with you will be a lifestyle lord not just an occasion O father on a on a saturday or sunday but that it will be a lifestyle walking with you we thank you for the truth of romans O lord and that you would open up the eyes of our understanding we thank you father in the name of your son yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. Well, beloved, the title of this, hallelujah, um, study is The Private Adoption. And this is part, I can't, I, I, I believe this is part two or part three, hallelujah, of my Roman studies. I have, I have to look and see which part this is, hallelujah in our Roman study you know because over the weekend I'm doing um, kingdom living and kingdom living and spiritual warfare over the weekend Uh, okay this is part three I had it right this is part three of lesson 17 that we did last uh, Friday, Hallelujah! Friday, um, Friday of the last of this week. So today we are on part three of Lesson Seventeen in our online Bible College studies, and um, I, I welcome you. Uh, I enjoy being with you guys, Hallelujah! And I especially like getting up in the morning. And thanking the Lord for my day, hallelujah, and for the word, you know, because to be honest with you, beloved, I would not be here if it wasn't for the hand of the Lord upon my life. And I thank him and I praise him. Um, 
turn your swords to Romans chapter 8 verse 15 and we're going to talk about our our relationship to God the Father before we get into the private adoption we're going to talk about our relationship to God the Father and Romans 8 verse 15 reads out the Amplified Bible he said for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading again to fear of God's judgment but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons the spirit producing sonship by which we joyfully cry Abba Father suddenly in the midst of writing in Greek the official language of his day Paul inserts a word from his native tongue Aramic it was a word from home Abba this was the expression used by children in Palestine in addressing their father in the intimate atmosphere of family affection it was the equivalent to our use today of Papa or Daddy Paul does this to emphasize the kind of relationship we have now been brought into. God is not our father in a as in a uh, impersonal way. Abba speaks of an intimate loving relationship between a father and his child. Fear is no longer our heart's motivation towards God. Love is the Holy Spirit fills us with the knowledge of his love for us and awakens our love for him so that our hearts cry to him now is Abba Father Romans 5 verse 5 turn your swords there Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 it reads out the Amplified such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Also in 1 John chapter 4 verse 8 through 10 and verse 16 1 John chapter 4 the epistle John 1 John chapter 4 verse 8 through 10 reads the one who does not love has not become acquainted with God does not does not and never did know him for God is love he is the originator of love and it is an enduring attribute of his nature by this the love of God was displayed in us and that God has sent his one and only begotten son the one who is truly unique the only one of his kind into the world so that we might live through him in this is love not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation that is the atoning sacrifice and the satisfying offering for our sins fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and pacicating his wrath let's jump down to verse 16 and it reads we have come to know by personal observation and experience and have believed with deep con consistent faith the love which God has for us God is love and the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides continually 
in him he says the one who loves abides in God and God continually abides in him so beloved um the fulfilling of the law is love hallelujah we must learn to walk in unconditional love and uh, demonstrate our love and not have the you know the the world has um the world has a type of love hallelujah the world has a type of love but we want God's love, the Holy Spirit's love that is shed abroad in our heart. Abba was the expression that Jesus himself used when asked, speaking to God. His father, in Mark chapter 14, verse 36, he said, he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. And this is when he was in the garden of Geshemin and he was praying to his father. He called him Abba, Father when writing to the uh, Galatians about the same wonderful truth of our newfound relationship Paul says that the spirit sent, sent into our hearts is the spirit of his son who calls out Abba Father Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 let us turn our swords there and it reads out the Amplified Bible. And because you really are his sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, bondservant, but a son. And if a son, then also an heir through the gracious act of God through Christ. In other words, the same spirit indwelling the Lord Jesus, which calls the Father to proclaim for all to hear, You are my Son, whom I love. And we talked about this yesterday, about the manifestation of uh, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is right here in Mark chapter 1 verse 10 and 11 is talking about the trinity where it is manifest right here hallelujah it may not have the word trinity but the father the son and the holy spirit are all on the scene it says immediately coming up out of the water he john saw the heavens torn open and the spirit like a dove descending on him jesus you have the holy spirit and you have jesus Verse 11, and a voice came out of heaven saying, you are my beloved son and you, I am well pleased and delighted. And then you have the father. This describes the Trinity. All three powers, hallelujah, in this scene. Hallelujah. And also in Matthew chapter 17, verse five. Now he says, you are my son whom I love is the same spirit of sonship that we have received. Now, what is true of the Lord Jesus, uh, uh, be, uh, Jesus, because he is a son by right and by nature has become true of us because we have been made sons by grace. Hallelujah. Um, he was led by the spirit. So are we. 
hallelujah we left off on this friday so now we're picking up hallelujah we left off on these on uh, friday we picked up uh he is the hair of all things hebrews chapter 1 verse 2 turn your swords there hebrews chapter 1 verse 2 and uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 17 he is the heir of all things Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2 says has in these last days spoken with finality to us in the person of one who is by his character and nature his son namely Jesus whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things through whom also he created the universe that is the universe as a space-time matter continuum and Romans and we are now hairs with him Romans 8 17 and if we are his his children then we are his hairs also hairs of God and fellow hairs with Christ sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance if indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory hallelujah uh, God's love was poured out on Christ John chapter 17 verse 24 and God's love is now poured out on us John 17 verse 23 and Romans chapter 5 verse 5 and 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 he is seated upon his father's throne let's go to mark chapter 16 verse 19 mark chapter 16 verse 19 hallelujah showing our position in christ the messiah hallelujah how we have our hairs hallelujah um, he is seated upon his father's throne mark chapter 16 verse 19 read so then when the lord jesus had spoken to them he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of god we are now seated upon his throne in christ ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 and he's raised up he raised us up together with him when he believed and seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus and hallelujah revelation turn to your source to revelation chapter 3 verse 21 and that reads out the amplified he who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the son of God I will grant to him the privilege to sit beside me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down besides my father on his throne hallelujah all power and authority belongs to him Matthew chapter 8 28 Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 hallelujah and turn and turn your um swords all to also to Ephesians Ephesians chapter 1 verse 23 and hold your place there 
here it says all power and authority belongs to him matthews chapter 28 verse 18 it says jesus came up and said to them all authority all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me also hallelujah the same power and authority is ours beloved because we are in him Ephesians chapter 1 verse 23 reads which is his body the fullness of him who fills and completes all things in all believers hallelujah let's jump down to uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 and it reads and he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus so the same authority and power that Christ had in his earthly ministry we have now in our earthly ministry uh, he has complete vic victory over his enemies turn your swords to Colossians Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 and uh, Revelations chapter 17 verse 14 Hallelujah. He has complete victory over his enemies. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 reads, When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a pub public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed over them, through the cross revelation 17 verse 14 reads they will wage war against the lamb christ and the lamb would triumph and conquer them because he is the lord of lords and the king of kings and those who are with him and on his side are the called and chosen elect and faithful hallelujah he has complete victory over his enemies. We have the same victory. We have complete victory over our enemies. Luke chapter 10 verse 19 and James. Turn your source also to James chapter 4 verse 7. In Luke chapter 10 verse 19 it reads, listen carefully. I have given you authority that you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy Satan and nothing will in any way harm you. Christ has given us authority over the enemy. We have the victory, beloved, over the enemy. Hallelujah. And James chapter 4 verse 7 it reads, So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. So submit. We must submit to the authority of God first. Hallelujah. Then resist the devil. Stand firm against him and he will flee. But the key is, is that we must learn to submit. 
we must learn to submit to God's authority. Hallelujah. We must learn to submit to God's authority. Many in the body of Christ do not submit to God's authority. Hallelujah. But we must learn to submit to God's authority and resist the devil. Hallelujah. And then will the devil flee from us. But we must submit. Uh, hallelujah. We have that same victory that Christ have. Hallelujah. First uh, Peter. Let's go to First Peter chapter 5. And hold your place at verse 8. And also Ephesians. We're going back to Ephesians. The, the book of Ephesians. Hallelujah. I believe is the war book. Because it describes our position. Hallelujah. In the heavenly places in Christ. Okay. Now. Um, we have the same victory. Hallelujah. Over our enemies. In First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 it reads be sober well balanced and self-disciplined be alert and cautious at all times that enemy of yours the devil prowls around like a roaring lion fiercely hungry seeking someone to to devour let's read verse 9 also but resist him be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, and immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by our brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. Let's read verse 10 also. He says, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who imparts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. Hallelujah. He said, be sober. Be well balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious. At all times, the scripture says, he said that the enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. Hallelujah. And that word resist, here it is again, but resist him. Submit unto God, resist the devil and he will flee. But here he said, resist him, be firm in your faith against his attack. Root it in Christ established in Christ immovable in Christ hallelujah we must see ourselves hallelujah we have we have um uh the uh football uh shoes on hallelujah these are the shoes that have the spikes at the end of it and when you put step on the ground those spikes hold you firm in place they help you also to run where you won't slip and that's why you see that uh, football players are able to run and play in the rain 
hallelujah even baseball players have the same spikes gym shoes with spikes at the end of it because when you when you're standing in place it holds you firmly in in your position so we are to be it even palm trees hallelujah the roots go deep down into the soil of the earth the uh, the palm trees are so they're so rooted that when a storm comes it's kind of hard to uproot the palm trees because they're rooted and grounded within the soil and we are to be like that hallelujah we may sway to the side when a storm comes but we will not be uprooted and we want to be firm and rooted established in the ground in the rock Christ the Messiah hallelujah in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 to 23 it reads which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion whether angelic or human and far above every name that is named above every title that can be conferred not only in this age and world but also in the one to come and he put all things in every realm in subjection under Christ's feet and appointed him as supreme and authoritative head over all things in the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills and completes all things in all believers so we have the same victory as Christ hallelujah all power rule and authority and power and dominion hallelujah is hallelujah is in subjection to Christ and if we're in Christ then they're subjected to us they're under our feet beloved it says verse 22 and he put all things in every in every realm in subjection under Christ's feet God Yahweh the father did and appointed him head over all things in the church glory to God so the enemy is under our feet we have power and authority because we are in Christ Hallelujah. Let's jump down to chapter 2 of Ephesians and we're going to read verse 6 and it reads, And he raised us up together with him when he believed and seated him, seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And I tell you, beloved, I kid you not, since I've been doing these studies, whenever I do these studies, hallelujah, the Spirit the demon spirit hallelujah get aroused and get angry and get upset with me and that's why you hear all the slamming of the doors in the background hallelujah and the children out of control see because the enemy does not want the truth to be spoken hallelujah he does not want to hear the truth he wants to uh, go on hallelujah uh, people do not want to hear the truth beloved so they want to be blinded they want to go ahead go on and do what they're doing and and be blind to the truth hallelujah Hall thank you father hallelujah 
our our inward hearts God looks at our hearts beloved in Romans chapter 8 verse 16 it reads the spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit assuring us that we believers are children of God hallelujah when Paul says the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children he is using the picture of Roman adoption as it was then. The adoption ceremony was carried out in the presence of seven witnesses. It was their responsibility in future, in future, should there be any contention to swear to the genuineness of the adoption. Thus Paul is saying that the Holy Spirit dwelling within us Note that he is called the sevenfold spirit of God in Revelations chapter 1 verse 4, which reads, John to the seven churches that are in the province of Asia, grace be granted to you in peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from him who is existing forever and who was continually existing in the past and who is to come and from the seven spirits that are before his throne this is talking about the holy spirit the sevenfold spirit of god is the one who swears to the genuineness of our adoption as children of God. He bears witness with our spirit. In other words, our own spirit also gives testimony to this truth. The Holy Spirit in our own hearts stand firm against any contrary accusation of the devil, for both testify within us that we are indeed children of God hallelujah to understand fully the the wonder of all that Paul is expressing in Romans chapter 8 verse 14 to 23 it is necessary to understand the picture he is using as an illustration the Roman ceremony of adoption in Paul's day was very different to adoption as we know it today it was not, as we think of today, a family adopting a little orphan baby into their home. In Roman and Greek society, there were in fact two aspects to adoption, both of which Paul uses in this passage. Hallelujah. The first is the first in verse 15. Romans chapter 8 verse 15 reads, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. And, and then the second in verse 23, let's jump down to verse 23, and it reads, And not only this, but we too, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, a joyful indication of the blessings to come, even we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the sign of our adoption as sons the redemption and transformation of our body 
at the resurrection. The first was a private arrangement between the parties, and the other a formal and public declaration of the fact. We'll, uh, we'll be looking at verse 23 uh, in, in lesson 19. But here, let us consider the first aspect of Roman adoption Paul uses as an illustration. Now we can get into the private adoption. Turn your swords to Genesis chapter 15 and hold your place at verse 2. Genesis chapter 15 and hold your place at verse 2. The private adoption. It was quite customary if a Roman citizen had no hair for him to adopt one of his slaves as his son and heir. Remember, long before even Abraham had thought he would have to do this with his servant, Eleazar, Eleazar before Isaac was born. Let's read Genesis chapter 15, verse 2 through 4. Abram said, Lord God, what reward will you give me since I am leaving this world childless? And he will be the owner and heir of my house is this servant Eleazar from Demachus. And Abram continued, Since you have given no child to me, one a servant born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this man, Eleazar, will not be your heir, but he who shall come from your own body shall be your heir. Here, hallelujah, God has promised Abram a child, that he will come from his own loins, his own body, his own seed. Sometimes the Roman would purchase a slave at the market, specially for the purpose of adoption. The Roman custom of adoption is described very well in, in Lou Willis' novels Ben-Hur, Judah Ben-Hur. As the story goes, is a Jewish youth unjustly convicted of a crime and is sentenced as a slave to spend the rest of his life rowing beneath the dock of a Roman galley ship. After a while, Judah's ship is sunk during a battle at sea. He manages to survive and in the process rescues the commander of the Roman fleet who then takes Judah home with him, obtains his pardon, and adopts him into the family. This act marked a dramatic change in the life of Judah Ben-Hur. From obscurity, slavery, and disgrace, he suddenly becomes an honored Roman citizen and heir to the fortunes of his new father. With his father's name, he gains the respect and honor earned by his newfound position. All the privileges of being a Roman citizen of that day and inherits not only the wealth of his father, but also his reputation and the heritage of the family line. Hallelujah, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? 
Adoption in Roman days was the transferring of a young man from one family and heritage to another family with a totally different heritage. It meant three dra dramatic changes in the adopted one's life. One, a change of relationship. From being a slave, suddenly now he is a son. His father discusses the family business and affairs with him. They enjoy one another's company, but above all, they share the special love of a father and a son. But Paul takes it even further than a natural adoption could go. He says that we have received the spirit of adoption. That's the King James Version. It is not just a legal transaction verified on a document for us. It is the imparting of the very spirit of the Father to us. This is why Paul writes in Romans chapter 8 verse 15 as rendered by the living Bible. And so we should not be like cringing, fearful slaves but we should behave like God's very own children, adopted into his family and calling him Father, Father, or Abba Father. A change of heritage. The adoption son, the adopted son, lost all connection to his old family and gained all the rights of a fully legitimate son in his new family. According to Roman law, his old life was completely wiped out. All his debts were canceled and any known crime was pardoned. It was as though his past had never been. He was literally he was literally looked upon as a new person entering into a new life. He now took on the heritage and family reputation of his new father. His past became the honor and glory attained by his new father to that date. No wonder Paul uses this to illustrate what, he, what has happened to the believer. Hallelujah. This is what happened to us, beloved. Hallelujah. I might have to read that over again because that, um, that just blessed me. Hallelujah. A change in heritage. Hallelujah. We have a change in heritage, beloved. The old man has been put away. The old man is canceled. We have been adopted by God. We have we have an heritage now with God the Father. We no longer have a heritage with Satan. But we have a heritage now with God the Father, is what this lesson is saying. I'm going to read it over again. He said, the adopted son lost all connection to his old family and gained all the rights of a fully legitimate son in his new family. Hallelujah. According to Roman law, his old life was completely wiped out. All his debts were canceled and any known crime was pardoned. It was as though his past had never been. He, ha he was literally looked upon as a new person entering into a new life. Isn't, doesn't this describe the new birth? Hallelujah. He now took on the heritage and family reputation of his new father. 
Yahweh Elohim is our new father. We have taken on his heritage and his reputation. His past became the honor and glory attained by his new father to that date. Hallelujah. Our past has been wiped clean. We have been pardoned. We have been forgiven. Hallelujah. We are as new creatures created in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. No wonder Paul uses this to illustrate what has happened to the believer. This describes the new birth. When you identify yourself in baptism with Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection, when you come up out of the water, beloved, you are now a new creature. You, your past, your debt has been canceled. Hallelujah, your crime, hallelujah, has been pardoned. Your past does not exist anymore. Hallelujah, you have now, you are a new creature in Christ the Messiah. You have a new family. You have a heritage and a reputation. You have now a new father, which is Yahweh Elohim. He is your father. He has taken Hallelujah, he has completely wiped your debt clean. You have no past. Glory to God, you are a new creature, beloved. And, and we should start seeing ourselves as that. As a new citizen in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, we should start seeing ourselves like that. We have no past. If you have been born again of what in the spirit, beloved, you have no past. It has been totally canceled out. You are a new person now in Christ the Messiah. J.B. Phillips' translation of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 brings home the amazing truth of what has taken place in our lives. And I'm also going to read that out the Amplified, but it goes on to say, if any man is in Christ, he becomes a new person altogether. The past is finished and gone. Everything has become fresh and new. Out of the Amplified, it reads, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted in, joined to him, by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. We are new creatures in Christ the Messiah. Your past no longer exists. The old you no longer exists. Turn your source to Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and hold your place there. Hallelujah. And uh, we're going to jump down to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Chapter 5 verse 21. Hallelujah. Our past, beloved, no longer exists. Glory to God. And it's funny how, how it talks about the past that we have been born again and we have forgotten our old previous ways of life and it's passed on. 
but hallelujah it's mighty funny how satan will use people to remind you of your past now you weren't even thinking about your past and then they're coming they'll come and say things like and forget about your past press towards the mark of the of the call forget about your past you cannot go back to these are people bringing up your past now you didn't forget about your past Christ has wiped your mind and your thought completely clear up to completely clean clear clear of your past you don't even think about your past but Satan will use people la di da di da to come in your life people of your past that know you will come in your life and remind you of your past and 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 I'm not talking about he would use uh, unbelievers and believers to do this hallelujah to come and to bring up your past so that he can accuse you but we are new creatures in Christ the Messiah beloved and we need to come against that spirit of the past that Satan uses people to come in our lives and to remind us of our past our past no longer exists because we are new creatures in Christ we we are new children in the kingdom of God he is our father hallelujah in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 it says for he has rescued us and has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son we are in a new kingdom beloved we have changed our uh, uh, our alliance from the kingdom of darkness and now we have been transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son Jesus Christ our past no longer exists we are no longer citizens of darkness but we are citizens of God's kingdom in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 it reads he made Christ who knew nor sin to uh, judgely be sin on our behalf so that in him we would become the righteousness of God that is we would be made acceptable to him and placed in a right relationship with him by his glorious loving kindness the Christian life is an exchange life Jesus Christ took our life all our past and all that that we were and be, and became and became us upon the cross Christ became us upon the cross he took who we were in the past he took everything hallelujah who we were and our past upon the cross and he nailed it upon the cross then through the resurrection and the giving of his spirit we have taken his life all that he was and is as our new heritage Paul wonderfully describes it in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 he goes on to say I have been crucified with Christ I no longer live but Christ lives in me the life I live in the body I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me 
if you beloved have identified yourself through baptism in Christ's death his burial and his resurrection hallelujah you are a new creature in Christ Jesus you are no longer a part of this world so therefore you should not love the things of this world you are a new person in Christ you have a new heritage and that's in Christ the Messiah you are a, a, a new child you have transferred you have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light so why are we then walking in the kingdom of darkness why are we still living our lives as if Christ never died for us that we're still living in the we're still living for Satan we're still slaves to sin we're still slaves to this life to this world as if we're not adopted as if we're not new creatures in Christ Jesus he said I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me the life I live in the body I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me see beloved it is it's not enough just to go to a Bible study or even to go to church on a Saturday or Sunday it's a lifestyle fellowshipping with God in a relationship is a lifestyle it's an everyday lifestyle it's not just a once a week or two times out of a week oh I'm going to serve God these two days and then the rest of the days you living for the world it doesn't work that way hallelujah we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light into the kingdom of God this is a spiritual kingdom beloved it is not a natural kingdom you no longer your past no longer exists if you are in Christ the Messiah if you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you your past does not exist you are no longer that person that was without God in the world see the lost are without God they are without the Holy Spirit they are dead men walking plain and simple but those that are born again and converted are new creatures in Christ the Messiah so why are you living as though you have not died in Christ why are you still living in the world why are you still participating in the in the kingdom of Satan why help us father to understand who we are in you when we identified ourselves in your death your burial and your resurrection that we are new creatures in Christ the Messiah God looks at your past now and sees the righteous life of Jesus because Jesus uh, you died in Christ on the cross everything that you were hallelujah in the past was in Christ the Messiah and he put it to death he looks at your life now and sees the new creation that you have been made in Christ this is the nature of your adoption in Christ if beloved 
you hallelujah if beloved you have identified yourself in baptism in Jesus death his burial and his resurrection and you are filled with the Holy Spirit turn your swords to Ephesians Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 uh, a change of status we have a change of status whereas before he had been a slave probably a captive from a foreign land the adopted son now by law became a fully fledged citizen of Rome and could enjoy all the special rights that citizenship gave adopted in God's family we too have become citizens of heaven as Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says consequently you are no longer foreigners or aliens but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household that was the King James version the amplified version says so then you are no longer strangers and aliens outsiders without rights of citizenship but you are fellow citizens with the saints God's people and are members of God's household who are God's people what is Paul referring to he's referring hallelujah to the to the uh, seed of Abraham we are the spiritual seeds of Abraham but he is talking about the uh, talking about Jerusalem the Jewish people we have been engrafted Hallelujah! A lot of people feel. A lot of people think that God has put away with the Jews, and He has not. He has not, beloved. God still is married to Jerusalem. God is still married to the Jews, to the Israelites. They are still considered His people. Hallelujah! And we, the Gentiles, have been engrafted into the vine see we must remember that Jesus Christ himself was a Jew for all you folks that don't like Jews Jesus was a Jew hallelujah when the Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelled among his own he was they was talking about the he, uh, John was talking about the Jew the Jewish people he dwelt among his own kind the Jewish people hallelujah and I'm not going to apologize for speaking the truth we have been engrafted into the vine we are now fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household but the slave the slave status was now also changed at home the adopted son received the father's signet ring engraved with the family seal with it he received the full authority of his father let's go to genesis chapter 41 hallelujah genesis chapter 41 and hold your place at verse 41 also turn your sword to Esther uh, turn your swords to Esther chapter 
uh, chapter 3 hold your place at verse 10 hallelujah in Genesis chapter 41 we're going to read verse 41 to 44 and and keep in mind this is talking about the signet ring engraved with the family seal the insignia ring uh, engraved with the family seal. Here in Genesis chapter 41, verse 41 to 44, it reads, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you in charge over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and dressed him in official vestments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck he had him ride in his second chariot and runners proclaimed before him attention bow the knee and he set him over all the land of Egypt that day Joseph was adopted by Pharaoh that day Hallelujah, and to his household with the sign that Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and dressed him in official vestments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Hallelujah. He was acknowledged, hallelujah, verse 44. Moreover, Pharaoh said to Joseph, Though I am Pharaoh, yet without your permission shall no man raise his hand to do anything or set his foot to go anywhere in all the land of Egypt. All classes of people shall submit to your authority. And not only that, Pharaoh gave him authority same with us beloved when you receive Christ the Messiah as your Lord and Savior you are adopted into a whole new entire different family At, uh, Esther chapter 3 we're going to read verse 10 to 13 and it reads then the king removed his signet ring from his hand that is the special ring which was used to seal his letters and gave it to Haman, the son of Hamadath, hallelujah, the enemy of the Jews. The king said to Haman, the silver is given to you and the people also to do with them as you please. Then the king's scribes, secretaries, were summoned on the 13th day of the first month and it was written just as Haman commanded to the king's uh, chief rulers and to the governors who were over each province and to the officials of each people each province according to its script writing each people according to their own language being written in the name of the king Archeris and sealed with the king's signet ring. Letters were sent by couriers to all the king's province to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all the Jews, both young and old, women and children, in one day, the thirteenth day of the twentieth month, which is the month of Adar, March 7, 47.3 B.C., 
to size their belongings as plunder. Hallelujah. Here, hallelujah, the Jews' enemy was also given a signet ring. He was against the enemy of the Jews. And he wanted to kill, he was plotting to kill all of the Jews. Hallelujah. Same example where the king gives this man, Haman, his signet ring and gave him power and authority. Hallelujah. Let's go to Esther chapter 8. The story is going to change though. Esther chapter 8. And we're going to read verse 2 and verse 8. And it says, The king took off his signet ring, which he had taken from Haman, hallelujah, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther put Mordecai in charge of the house of Haman. The tables churned. What the enemy means for evil against you, God will work it out and turn it around for your good. Hallelujah. Let's jump down to verse 8. And it reads also concerning the Jews, write as you see fit in the king's name and seal it with the king's signet ring for a decree which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring may not be revoked. This same king took away, took his ring back from Haman, hallelujah, because Haman got found out. And he gave the ring to Mordecai. He gave him power and authority, hallelujah, in the king's name. Let's go to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, verse 22. And it reads, but the father said to his servants, Quickly bring out the best robe for the guests of honor, and put it on him, and give him a ring for his hand and sandals for his feet. Hallelujah. I love this story of talking about the particle son. Talking about the particle son. Hallelujah. How the father. Hallelujah has forgiven us he has he has forgiven us hallelujah and he demonstrates his forgiveness by putting a robe vesture on us to honor us and to and he put a ring on our finger and he put sandals on our feet hallelujah we are new creatures in Christ Jesus beloved if the if if you have been born again see it's not enough hallelujah the devil goes to church beloved Satan goes to church too and his children with him. See, when you truly have the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, everything about you changes. Everything about you changes. You will have a love for your enemy. You are always, you, you, hallelujah, God will place joy in your heart. Hallelujah. How is it possible that we go to church? Hallelujah. But throughout the week, hallelujah, we Scrooges. How is that possible? Throughout the week, you're mean. You have an attitude. You're unkind. 
but yet you go to church hallelujah church is not a gathering as you think a worldly gathering we go to church to get instructions from the Lord we go to church to fellowship with others of like faith we go to church we go to church to be strengthened by others hallelujah but see the key of it is beloved if you are not born again you going to church is totally in vain if you have not received Christ as Lord and Savior and been baptized with the Holy Spirit see it's the Holy Spirit that changes you it's the Holy Spirit that works the Word of God within you and is manifest in the natural if you don't have the uh, the baptism of fire in the Holy Spirit the Bible says in Romans and we just read in Romans 8 that you none of his you cannot understand the word of God without the Holy Spirit the indwelling of the Holy Spirit beloved it's totally impossible to under see I went to church when I was a teenager when I was young I went to church but I still live for the world I didn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling in me but I knew that there was a God I read my Bible I had no understanding and if I would have died as a teenager I would have been I would have been sentenced for hell period but the mercy and love of God hallelujah put me in a situation to be still and I received I received the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ the gospel the true and pure unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ I received and I became born again and filled with the Holy Spirit hallelujah who enables to give me understanding of the word of God you cannot understand the word of God without the Holy Spirit He has been promised to those who are born again to come and live in you. Not to uh, separate and divide and when you really have the Holy Spirit in you, beloved. Hallelujah. You have the joy of the Lord in your heart. You see the world completely different. You don't walk around with a lemon face. Oh, I, I'll, I'll choose to be nice to you. Hallelujah. And that's what many Christians that go to church, they're like Scrooges. The most unhappiest people that I've ever met. They're rude, they're unkind, or what? That, that, get saved. Know Jesus, for real. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Have a funeral. Let's have a funeral today. By identifying ourselves with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection and be filled with the true Holy Spirit that will change your life that will change you see God wants to heal the whole man he wants to change the whole entire man let's move on this ring acted like a power of authority and with it the son could authorize any official document in the name of his father it gave him tremendous power 
We too, as adopted sons, have received the Father's signet ring in the name of Jesus. As the Lord Jesus himself told us in John chapter 14, verse 14, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. That's if you are one of his children. The adopted son was the legal and rightful heir of, of his new father. All that belonged to the father now becomes his as well. In Christ, we too have experienced this private adoption. In Romans chapter 8 verse 15. Imagine it, beloved. We are heirs of the living God. We are heirs if you have identified yourself in Jesus' death his burial, and his resurrection. You are a new creature in Christ the Messiah. Hallelujah. You are a heir of the kingdom of God. You have power and you have authority over the enemy. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell within your spirit and identifies with your spirit that you are truly a child of God. Hallelujah. My time is up, beloved. Hallelujah. I went, actually went over my time, but my time is up. Hallelujah. We have been adopted, beloved, private adoption into the family of God and to the promises of Abraham. Hallelujah. The promises of Christ. We are heirs of the kingdom because we have identified ourselves with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Because we believe in the Son of God as our Savior. Walking in faith. Faith is simple trust in the Word of God. Trusting in what God's Word has said. Hallelujah. I want to put this thought on your mind before we close out. Abraham did not have the word of God as we have it today. But yet he walked in faith. He was called he was called the he was called righteous. Why? Because he believed God's word. I'm gonna repeat it. We Abraham did not have the written word that we have today. But he had a personal relationship with God the Father, Yahweh. And when God spoke to him, he believed God's word. Here, God had used men, hallelujah, the apostles, to write the epistles. God was speaking his word and put it on paper and ink and the word hallelujah is now in a book form that is alive. God speaks to us through his word and if we don't read his word, meditate upon his word and be obedient to his word, hallelujah, it cannot change you. Hallelujah. It will not change you. We must read the word of God from a spiritual point. Not from a carnal, fleshly point. 
is too many of a leaders that are ministering to people from their flesh out of their flesh there is no anointing see because the word hallelujah God has said in his word that the, it is the anointing that breaks the yoke that breaks the yoke of bond, bondage being a slave hallelujah in bondage if you have received Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior and been baptized identifying yourself in his death his burial and his resurrection you are no longer a slave to sin you are no longer that you have been created a new creation your past no longer exists but yet we sit up under these fleshly teachers that are teaching from their flesh and there's no change taking place in our in, in within us we don't smile we're not happy we're not full of joy and that's part of the fruit of the spirit love peace joy patience long suffering gentleness kindness meekness the fruits of the spirit are not being manifested from within us we're still, still the same old cruggy people that we were hallelujah before going to church <coughs> God wants to have a relationship with you beloved he wants to have a relationship with you it's not about religion religion is what put cross on the Christ on the cross religion is what arrested Christ to begin with the Sadducees and the Pharisees did not have a relationship with God even though they were the priests of God they did not have a relationship they completely missed God that was religion God wants to have a relationship with you as a father a child and a father father's son <coughs> father's son hallelujah you know the enemy hates when I when I talk about the new birth he hates it when I begin to talk about hallelujah being born again of water and the spirit see because that hallelujah Jesus said except you be born again of water and the spirit you cannot enter the kingdom of God I don't care how many times you go to church we must be obedient God wants a relationship with you <clears throat> God wants to walk with you in your daily life and it's through the power the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that brings change to your heart that brings change to your heart hallelujah it's not of our own efforts and works that we change it's by the Holy Spirit he's the one that transforms us he is the one that converts us he is the one that gives us power and strength to to walk the Christian life hallelujah 
is time out from playing church. Hallelujah, Seeky, because there's a whole bunch of church folks that's going to go to hell when the king returns. Hallelujah. Believe that. See, because you cannot live a life of sin and think. Hallelujah. Satan has so many people deceived. You cannot live a life of sin and think that you're going to enter into God's holy kingdom. Hallelujah. This is what the book of Romans is talking about. Glory to God. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word, Lord. Forgive us, O Father. If we, Father, have not been acting and conducting ourselves as your children, O Lord, help us to understand, O Father, what Romans and what Paul is saying about adoption, O Lord. Help us to see that, to understand it, that we will not deceive ourselves thinking that we are your children, O Lord. Help us to understand, O Father, that there are requirements to the adoption. Hallelujah. Help us to understand it, Father. Illuminate our hearts and our minds that we may see, O Lord, what it means to be adopted into your family. Hallelujah. That, that we are heirs, O Father, of the throne. Help us to understand that. Help us to see that. Father, that we may submit to the workings of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, that we may submit unto you, O Lord, that the Holy Spirit may strengthen us to resist the devil and he will flee. Help us to understand, O Lord, who we are in Christ the Messiah, what our position is in Christ the Messiah. Help me, Lord, that I may not deceive myself and deceive others that I may not be father one that is blind leading the blind into a into a ditch bring us father into that true revelation knowledge of Christ's death burial and resurrection and who we are in him thank you father for this word on this morning thank you for understanding O oh lord Thank you, Father, that you we have rule, power, and authority over the enemy. And you said that nothing by means will hurt us or harm us. Thank you, Lord. As we go out today, Father, go before us, O oh Father. Give us favor, Father, at our workplace. Give us favor, Father, at our jobs, O oh Lord. Give us favors wherever we go, O oh Lord. Send forth your angels, O oh Lord God hallelujah to deal with those that trouble us go before us O father as you did with your children Israel we follow you Lord under we are under the shadows of your wings O Lord God and we thank you for your divine protection we thank you Lord God for your word O Lord we thank you father in the name of your son Yahushua Hamashiach Jesus Christ hallelujah we pray we pray well beloved um, 
This is Lesson 17 of Romans Chapter 8 out of our online Bible College studies. Tomorrow we'll be talking about hairs of God, how we are hairs of God. <clears throat> Glory to God. And I, I, I pray that the lessons in Romans are blessing you because they are blessing me, beloved. Hallelujah. And I'll say it once again, I may not be a dynamic teacher. I may not have elegant words like most of these preachers have, these teachers have. Hallelujah. But I have a heart, hallelujah, that can be used by God. And I want to be used by God to confess the gospel of Jesus Christ, to speak the truth in love. That is time out for playing church religion and it's time for an interchange by the Holy Spirit glory to God to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and to understand who we are in Christ Jesus said that there were be there are two the enemy came and sowed feed, uh, seeds in the field where Christ's seed was planted and that when the harvest came up there were tares and wheat tares with the wheat in our day to in today's time there are tares hallelujah in God's field tares and wheat they both go to church together they both fellowship together it's time out it's time to be separated my word tells me come out from among them touch not the unclean things talking about the world do not talking about the world beloved it's time for us to come out the world if you are one that calls on the name of Jesus see because the Holy Spirit will bring you out of the world you will no longer like the things of the world if you are empowered and, and the Holy Spirit dwells in you you will no longer be a part of the world you have a different type of world and that's the kingdom of God but on tomorrow we'll be talking about the hairs of God the hairs of God well beloved may God bless you may God keep you may God's face shine upon you as you continue to seek his face by sitting at his feet and learning from him until tomorrow God bless you have a beautiful Monday in Christ the Messiah's name we pray, amen and amen.